God bless you. Well, I want to just jump right into where we got. We got baptism today, um, but I want to introduce something to us uh, as it relates to the Word of God, as it relates to this year that is in front of us. And if you can, for a second, just bow your heads and pray with me today. Father, Lord Jesus, we just thank you today for this moment, God, this opportunity that you've gathered us here today. And I ask that the words that will come from my mouth, the motives of my heart, Lord, that they will also be acceptable unto you, God, for you are my strength and my redeemer. God, we are so privileged to be able to see what you're doing in and through this ministry and through the lives of your people today. And God, we are finishing this year strong with vibrancy and vitality, God, tenacity, and God, a tremendous effort to see more happen in our life. And God, I now ask that every word that will be shared, that it will fall on the ear and those that have an ear, I pray that they will also hear what you, the Spirit of the Lord, has to say to the church today. And God, I am, I mean, I am so grateful and thankful for your word today. Why? Because it's your word that makes us new, your word that teaches us about you. So make it clear and make it plain. In Jesus' name, would you shout like you love him? Amen. Come on, give God one more praise today. Wonderful stuff, wonderful stuff, wonderful stuff. Amen. It's been a crazy Thank you, baby. I appreciate it. Y'all give it up for Pastor Aisa. It has been a crazy, amazing week this week. Christmas was on Monday, um, some family time, and quite a few different occasions that um, celebrations and parties and celebrate. Oh, it's been great. And I hope that you all have been refreshed and you're ready for the new year. Uh, as well. And so before we get started today, let's do something. Let me see them what? Y'all got them? Y'all got them? Y'all got them? Well, they are important to have, and I'm glad you got them with you. Well, um, I don't know yet if these shirts will be available at the cafe. Somebody, I have five people ask me already. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. If, if, if y'all want to make a demand, I will put them out there for you. But I just decided um, to, to, to introduce this today, the last day of the year, um, because I think it's so important for our progression into this new season that God has for us. You know, as we enter January 1 tomorrow, uh, even as you look at the original word January, where it's rooted from, uh, it actually has the symbol of um, a face on each side of a head, one that has the privilege of looking backwards and forward at the same time. And so what tomorrow will give us is a glimpse of our future. We'll be in the future of 2024, but we're not so far away from 2023 that we can't look back on it and see some of the things that either we need to improve on or to progress in. And that's really the thing that happens is that because so many people, they, yeah, I mean, and it's funny because the new year start on a Monday. Well, most people used to try to start their diets. Y'all know how they get, Monday I'm going to start. You know, and so it was, just, it was not just coincidental, but it was like so purpose, like tomorrow and the first of the year is all on a Monday at the same time. So you got no excuse not to start it right, Okay. And so I'm looking forward to it. We're going to all start something new. We're going to all start something new, I promise you. 
Um, but I want to talk about this because what God has been sharing with us, we went on a fasting for more in 2024, fasting and praying. And we had a tremendous time during that time of prayer and fasting um, the week before that, last week, actually the week before Christmas, we ended it on Christmas Eve a week ago today. And man, when I tell you God has just been laying things on my heart, you know, just imparting things in my spirit all week long. I just can sense so many different things and answers and things that I've just been asking Claire. It may not came right then at that moment, but God slowly reveals those things by his spirit, according to the Bible, that those things that we haven't seen yet or believe yet or know yet is, is, is will be revealed by way of Holy Spirit. And that's our goal is to see God reveal things in our life by way of his spirit so that we can see what God is saying in this life. So in this series of um, um, more in 24, what I want to start this year off, and I'll probably spend the first uh, um, part of this series talking about made for more. Somebody shout made for more. And that's what we're discussing right now, made for more. You can bring it up on my screens behind me. Uh, it should be right there, made for more. Somebody shout, I'm made for more. Oh, you didn't say it like you really mean it. Somebody say, I'm made for more. Shout it even louder. Say, I'm made for more. Because what you're selling for right now is not what God has more for. He has so much more for you than what you're maybe selling for right now. And so I'm grateful to God that we can make that declaration today that we are not just made for something, that we are made for more. Turn in your Bibles real quick. This is going to be the foundation of scripture um, that God has really laid on my heart to share as it relates to um, being made for more. And uh, when you receive this today, I hope that you can put it into your uh, heart and your minds and, and just take this into your new year and watch God do so many things with it. Uh, I've gained some great understanding uh, in relations to this text that I have never really dug into before. Now, a few weeks ago in our Bible study, I was teaching from the subject, take heed, um, to hear and take heed. And one of the scriptures that we read from was not just being a hearer of God's word, but anybody know what else we should be? A doer, somebody shout a doer. So it's no good for us just to hear the word of God but not make a declaration to be a doer of his word. Somebody shout, I'm a doer. And so that's important because when you read the text, and so many people say, well, I never hear God speaks. I never, I never hear God talk to me the way I feel. I, somebody else may share or they hear this audible experience. But I'm telling you, every time you open up the Bible itself, and if you read it intently, not to try to get something to get something or to get something out of it, like the, the half of yourself, like God's wanted something to say, or maybe I'm, I got to come back to a friend, or maybe I saw somebody doing something and so I want a word to share with them. But when you share it and you read it intently for who God has written it for, and that's the individual, that's you. He's written it personal. It's a personal book. You'll hear God's voice speak to your spirit directly. Amen? And so that's why it talks about that. In John 10, 10 is where I want you to go today. Very familiar passage of scripture. I promise you, if you've been in church more than two days, you've heard this scripture before. But let's talk about it. Because it, it, from a few different translations and versions of this text, 
I want to bring some clarity in this moment concerning this. Because I've read it a million different times. But God has just been talking and sharing from a greater level of experience. John 10 and 10 says, the thief comes only. The thief has no other reason to be in your life. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Somebody shout the full. Now, that's the New International Version of the Bible. The message says it like this. It says, a thief is only there to steal and kill and destroy. I came so they can have real and eternal life. Somebody shout eternal life. So it's bigger than where your life is right now. God has more in store. Let me tell you this. Why? It says more and better life than they ever dreamed of. Wow, okay, okay. And then now the new King James version of the same text, it says it like this. So I want you to look at all three of these because you got to have them because they, they parallel, they have contextual uh, connection. In the, in the new King James version, it says, probably the most familiar way we articulate it, it says the thief does not come except the steal and to kill, and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Somebody shout more abundantly. Now, as I, I've read this story, we've seen this, and, and most of the time when people read this, they're like, God, you got more money for me? They assume that the abundant life of God is based upon their material possessions. Now, it does not exclude that. It's just not all about that. I want to make that clear because sometimes people say, well, it ain't about, no, that's just a product. But Jesus also want us to have this understanding that he just didn't come that we have church. He came that we have life. Anybody have a life outside of here? Like, I know y'all don't spend all your week in this church. Now, I don't see none of y'all except for most of y'all on Sunday. Like, really? I got you about two good hours this week. So, so your life does not consist of being in here. But can your life always reflect like you in here? Like, outside of being here, like, when you come in this place, is that when you put your church on? Is this when you put it, everybody get themselves together, I'm going to church, you know, I'm going to church, no, don't, 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 it's just Sunday. But then, your life is miserable all week. Now, that's not the life that Jesus came. So some people expect, okay, if I come to church and I do this, I check the block, I do this, and then my life going to be better. But you, you got to make sure you're implementing things throughout your life. So that your life will be full. Somebody shout full. Now, now, I just had to stop there for a second because the text is talking about something very particularly. You got to get the original understanding of what God is really trying to say to us. And if you really want to get the contextual understanding of this, you're going to have to go all the way back to chapter 9. Chapter 9 begins to talk about this story that makes this thing relevant. 
Because I can't experience or even know what Jesus is really trying to say to us about this thief coming to kill, steal, and destroy, and knowing what the life that Jesus has promised us, according to his word, that will end up being abundant and full. So you got to go back to the verse, chapter number nine. Verse number one, you can turn there, but I'm going to paraphrase it for you. I can teach it to you a little bit, right? And so in that moment, you see this person that is only described in the text as a blind beggar. This blind beggar. This blind beggar has the encounter with Jesus. And this happens to be on the Sabbath, which created an extra level of criticism. Because there were certain things according to, and Jesus was coming in the world breaking all kind of laws. Like he was just breaking. That's why I tell people, it, it don't matter. When you got Jesus, he can do things on any given day of the week. You don't have to wait the Sunday to experience God. I know some of us, that's what, that's what kind of tricks us at times. Like, well, if I can get to church on Sunday, I can get a miracle. No, you can get a miracle on Monday. You can get a miracle on two. It, it, Jesus is not limited to some day of the week. He's in through your whole entire life. He wants to be a part of that. Amen. Like he don't want to just be your Sunday God. He want to be in every part. And this is very significant because when he's talking to this blind beggar, he's talking to the people, he says, this person was born this way for the glory of God to be revealed. This thing, your pain, your processes, the thing you're enduring right now, it's got purpose into it. I promise you. You may not see the purpose in it right now, but God got a purpose. Everything that's happening in our lives is all to fulfill God's given purpose in our life. You may not want to go through it, but I promise you that the story and the testimony that God going to give you is going to be yours and yours alone. See, nobody going to be able to tell your story like you. So Jesus does this. He heals this. He goes through this process, and he heals this blind man. He spits on the ground. It's in some mud. Y'all know the story, right? I mean, this, this is all connected to this text. He spits on the ground, makes some mud, puts it in his man's eye, and say, go wash your eyes into the pool of Siloam. The man runs. I'm like, how did he know where the pool was? Anybody? <laughs> I, I, I ask questions. I be reading. I be like, what? He, he said, go. He didn't say, hey, somebody go take him over to the pool. He said, I'm going to put this mud in your eye and you go wash your pool. He, he named the pool. He didn't say it was over there. He said, take five steps, you're going to be at the pool. He said, go wash your face in the pool. He said, go wash it. The man must have started seeing or started seeing something. The Bible says he washed his face. As soon as he washed the mud off, vision came. Now, this is the part of this story that is so crazy is because this is the first time anyone ever experienced somebody being healed from being blind at birth. So this is what threw the people off. And so the man walking around, and, he's, and, and, and they said, isn't that the guy that was over there begging? Isn't that the same guy that's now up seeing? The people were messed up. So they asked him, hey, what happened to you? He said, Jesus did it. And they even got more furious because they said, this is not a day that you're supposed to do any miracles. That's why I tell you that your circumstance ain't, li ain't limited to a moment. God can do at any moment in your life whatever he chooses to do in your life if you just believe he can. 
This man could have been like, you know what, I ain't going to ask you for a healing today because maybe tomorrow you'll do it. He said, but what I need for God to do, I need him to do it now. Somebody said, I need God to do it right now. Amen. Because this is what God is saying right now. Because he said, in this moment, he went, he said, well, Jesus did it. And so they did not believe him. They did not believe this man for nothing. They were like, he's a lie. He is this, that, and the other. And so they went and got his parents. They went and got his parents and said, is this not your boy? And they said, yeah, that's my boy. Was he not blind from birth? He said, said, yes. Mama said, when he came out, he was blind. He couldn't see nothing. And then they asked his parents. They said, well, who healed him? The parents said, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on for a second. See, when you read the text, it'll talk about why the parents did not say anything because if they would have said Jesus did it, they would have been kicked out of the church. This was a moment right now when Jesus was doing something so powerful that, that, that folks... Church affiliations were on the line. So many times we can be so consumed with our church's affiliation that we won't tell, we, we, we won't say what God is really doing. We could, we could be such in a religious confinement that we don't give glory to God. We thought it was because we were just in a particular church. But he's, the parent says, he's of age. Go ask him. So they just, they just released that responsibility. Go ask him what it was and who did it so they went back to the person and they said who did this he said Jesus where I'm going with this is a long story right but it's all connected to this moment right and so Jesus said all of this was done to fulfill a purpose in the earth and so when he went back when they went back they got so upset with the blind beggar or the once blind beggar that they kicked him out of the church they kicked him out of the synagogue. And this is how we get into this next chapter, chapter 10. This is the reason why Jesus stayed it because it can be folks in the church that try to steal. It can be folks of the religious organization that try to strip away what God is trying to do in your life. And this thing here that Jesus is really trying to get, in order for us to expect more, we got to be very aware of certain things. We got to be cognitive and concerned about what's going on. And so he gets into chapter 10. After this blind beggar, he's in the blind beggar said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to follow you for the rest of my life. So this blind beggar represents the one that had been outcast from the religious side. So it shows us when he gets to the chapter 10, he goes right into this thing about the sheep. How the sheep are in this sheepfold. How God, he, he's describing how the sheep comes in and the sheepfold, if you understand the sheepfold, he said the sheepfold is like surrounded by walls, but there is a door at the entrance and there is a parliament or a person at the front gate, a, uh, a, a person that's guarding the gate that lets the sheep in, but will only let the sheep out of the gate or the door when their shepherd comes to call for them. I want you to hear this. This is, this is something that I, I just, as I was looking at this thing, I said, okay, he gets to this blind man. This blind man has everything to do with this. And so he gets into the moment. He says, there's threefold to this sheepfold. Somebody shout, there's threefold to the sheepfold. See, those, there's three type of people. So when the sheep comes in, 
There's three types of sheep that he's describing before he gets to this point that abundant life that we all love. We love that scripture. But we miss all this other stuff of why he shares this. And so he gets to that point, he says to them, there's three types of fold, um, there's three folds into the sheepfold, that there's those that have already accept God's plan. How many know there's some people that, ain't, that don't ever have to go out there and let the world teach them a lesson? Amen for those. Amen. Any of those here? Amen. You just learned the first time. Nobody had to tell you. I tell this is what I was telling a, a young person the other day because um, they, they wanted some grown experience. I said, well, our grown experiences are usually our mistakes. Like, uh, if, if most grown folks can witness in this house today that most of the things that God brought you through was more, more, more majority of the things you got into. And if you follow God for yourself, like, if you really, if, if, if our children just say, you know what, I don't have to go out and get high, I ain't got to go get drunk, I ain't got to do all this stuff to experience life, I can just follow Jesus. Amen. You can just, you're just raised in the fold. Look at, your, look at them teenagers in and say, y'all can just keep it, y'all keep, just keep it straight, just keep it straight. Because if, if you ask about a few of us adults, we, 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 we say, man, I'm so glad. I wish I would have listened. Anybody say that? I wish I would just listen the first time. Amen. That I didn't have to go through all the hell and high water, almost died. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I, I know those are cool, people think they're cool experiences, but they like, the, the devil could have killed you. It, he was on a mission. I tell people all the time that God look out for stupid people and babies all the time. When we was out there in the world, I mean, because most people didn't change because they seen the light. They changed because they felt the heat. Seriously, like most of us in this room, we changed because we, we were like, God, if you, get, if you get me sober, if you do this, I serve you. That's, like, that's part of most of our journey. But thank God for those that said, God, I receive you. I believe what my mama said. And I'm going to serve you for the rest of my life. Somebody say amen for them. It ain't that many of them, though. That's that many. That confused for me. But our children, we, we, that's, why, that's why we're teaching this. We're talking about this. Because we don't want them to say, okay, you had to grow up and experience a whole lot of stuff and mess your life up. Because the devil can kill you out there. He can destroy your life. You can end up with something that'll mess your whole life up. That's what he desires. His, his, that's his job. Now, so there's threefold. And so the, the, the second one is those that were religious, but never under Because how many of y'all was raised up in church, but the church wasn't in you? Y'all, amen. You know the shouts. You know the MC Hammer, the Bobby Brown. You know all the shouts. I talk about it all the time. You was raised in the religion. Raised there every day. I told you I grew up tearing at the altar, but as soon as I got old enough, I tried to get away from Jesus. Well, that, was, that was another point. And that, that was the enemy telling you, that your parents don't know what you're talking about. Come on out here and experience this. So it's somebody, somebody here good for you. See, and this is what the text is talking about in chapter 10, is that the, 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 the shepherd don't talk from over the wall. He talked to you face to face. And the enemy, well, he can't, he, because we as believers, we know our shepherd's voice, but what the enemy does, he try to sneak over the wall. He try to come at us from different directions and try to tempt us to say, come and follow me. I found that that coyotes here in El Paso, they don't jump in your yard and take your dog. What happened is they, they got something to play with. 
come in out here. Let me get you. Let me lure you out of protection. I know you know I'll eat you alive, but let me show you. Let me give you something you really like. And that's part of the sheepfold. It's those that were raised in the church around the religious stuff, but something happened with their relationship. And so they were so used to their rituals that they never developed a relationship. And then it's those like the blind beggar that were rejected by their very own. And see, one of the things about rejection is that you can experience rejection and then run away from God. Y'all call it church hurt. Oh, I mean, people all say, they, they, they did this over the church. That's where I don't go. That was this, that was the devil himself. It had nothing to do with that building, nothing to do with that pastor, nothing to do with those people. It was the enemy learn you out of God's protection. That's why I tell you, you, when you understand who God is, see, y'all don't go quit y'all job when people, because you ain't going to let nobody mess up your money. But you're going to let somebody mess up your faith. It's a part of the enemy's tactic. And God said, I don't operate that way. That wasn't God, that was that person individually. And you allow that thing. And so what happens, some people, they can experience that rejection because that blind man could have said, you know what, I experienced rejection from the church. But, I'm, but he said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to still choose to follow Jesus. Amen, somebody. Okay, this is why it is. This is why it's so important. I ain't got time, but I'm, I'm introducing this. This is going to be our year. I'm going to make sure you understand this year where we're going so that you got some understanding of why God has spoken to our spirits about more in 24. So what happened is that this mo moment in chapter 10, he gets to the point, John 10 and 10, he's dealing with this thief because he's trying to let us know I'm not like that. God ain't trying to steal nothing from you. He ain't he not trying to bribe you into a relationship with him. All he's trying to do is show you how to build a better intimate relationship with him so you can live in the more life. You can experience more of him because you got rid of all the other stuff. You're not tempted by the things that were meant to pull you away and distract you from God's purpose in your life. Amen? So look what happens is that unlike the thief, the Lord Jesus does not come with selfish reasons. Somebody shout, he doesn't come with selfish reasons. See, every time you see a thief, it's a selfish act. God created us, but, but, but he doesn't need us to confirm he's God because he's God all by himself. Whether or not you acknowledge him as God in your life does not, de uh, does not declare whether or not he's God or not. He's still God if you don't believe it. He's still God. So, so, so his relationship of him being God is not contingent upon him being selfish about who he is because he's God. He comes to us that way because he wants to understand he comes to give and not get. Somebody shout, he comes to give and not get. Like that, that's, that's the awesome thing. About, that's how you going to know you got a relationship with God because if, or even with people, you're going to know that God comes in our life to give us stuff, not to get stuff. 
And some of y'all in those type of relationships, that every time you get, it's like, what you gonna give me after I give you that? Y'all know that, y'all already know that relationship gonna go bad. You still in it 10 years later, like, Lord Jesus, I'm still here. <laughs> this is a, this ain't no uh, quid pro quo. Is that the right word? Okay, I'll, I'll EO at one point. I, I remember that EO, that's an EO word. And then you give to me, I get, God said, I love you even though you were. Yet in your sins, I love you. When you're dead in your transgressions, I love you. So I came into the relationship to give you something, not to get nothing from you. When you choose to give me your life, I, I'm going to give you an abundant one. Okay, okay. See, what, let me tell you what happens in this moment. When Jesus said, I come to give you something, when you give him your life back, he give you an abundant one back. He said, let me, show, let me show you what a blessed life of God really looks like. Amen. He comes that people may have life in him that is more meaningful, more purposeful, more joyful, and eternal. Somebody shout eternal. I tell people, I ain't just trying to get to the next level. I'm really working on my next life. A lot of times we only work, that's why this, this, this thing abundant, people only think it's about your money, and so they think if they're balling right now, or they got stuff right now, they're blessed. Yes, that's okay, but that's not all God has for you. He got life that is more joyful, more meaningful. He got life that is more purposeful, but most important, he has a life for us that's eternal. We got some stuff stored up after the funeral service. Our life don't end when this life ends. When they, when they give your eulogy, when you're with the Lord, your life continues in glory. Like that's what the enemy wants you to miss out on. That's the more, that's the more that we're going to talk about throughout this year because so many times we're in this temporary moments and we're only looking for what we want right now, but we're missing out on what God really has in store for us. And that's life eternal. Life bigger than this moment. And there's so many times we, we give up, I mean, so many things that for the eternal moments, the God, I'm going through temporary problems or, man, God, I need this right now. And we'll end up accepting anything and we'll end up going to where the devil has tempted us to get what God has promised us. Let me tell you one of the trick of the enemy is to always get us to take what God has promised us out of turn. If you can take what God has promised you on the devil's term, you'll miss God's promise no matter how good it looks. Even if you heard the prophecy, you still got to seek the Lord's voice for it. He know what the God said. He, 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 can, he, he, can, he can bring himself, he can present himself even as an angel of light. So you got to be make sure, you got to make sure you know the voice of God. Somebody said, I got to know the voice of God. So this year, in order to have more, we're going to learn more of what his voice sounds like in our hearts. In our spirits. To know that, man, when God is talking versus when all the other stuff is making noise around us. And so many believers, I'm telling you, we're believers. We'll, we'll fall into this sheepfold where either we were, hey, always in it. Matter of fact, we may have say, God, you know what? I don't do that. I want more of a relationship. Or maybe you were rejected by something and you went to find God and said, I want this full life. Because to receive this more abundant life, the moments that we must accept, is the moment that God has for us. Let me tell you real quickly, I got to go, I got I to do these baptisms. I'm just introducing this. I, I, I can't get through this right now. I want y'all to hear that. I want to I make sure that we're at this John 10 and 10. So he says in this ch the chapter 10, verses 1 through 9, he's talking about this thief and how the shepherd, he doesn't climb, and it shows you, if you read, the, if you read it, it says the, the, all the thief comes over the wall to take. It says, but the shepherd 
comes to the door. Somebody shout the door. Now, this is what I found out about this as well, and, and this for just personal education, is that the sheepfold, Jesus, wow. It wasn't just one herd in there. The context of this, it doesn't say that a shepherd put, it says when the shepherd comes to the door. So the analogy or the allegory of this is that there was multiple herds in there. But the awesome thing about it is that when each shepherd came to the door and called their sheep, only their sheep came out. Meaning that you could be among a whole lot of people, but you still need to know God's voice for yourself. I don't care who you with. You could be. Let me tell you something. Is that, and this is what I got out of this: is that you could be in a relationship with your spouse and your children, and each one of you got to understand what God voice like sound like for yourself. Because just because God called your mama didn't mean He called you. And some of y'all just tag along Christians. You're like, okay, they called him. I'm going with them. Oh, y'all hear what I just said? Y'all, y'all, did y'all hear what I just said? Some of you, we just, we, uh, they moving, and you end up in another person's purpose. Because God may be calling your mama, but it may not be called, it may not be, it, it not, that's, not, that's not your voice. That's why you're going to have to, he could be, you could be, how many know you could be in a relationship with somebody and y'all both be Christians and unequally yoked at the same time? So you got to be very careful about your, you, 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 you may see your wife move. That's why sometimes you could be in households and God could be speaking to one of you and the other person like, well, God didn't tell me that. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Well, God didn't, well, you move when God, I'm going to move when God called me. Okay, okay, okay. Are you still, some of y'all waiting on y'all spouse to get it right and you ain't saying, well, I ain't going to go with God told me to do until he get them right. God said, you, you could be waiting on that fool if you want to. You're going to be waiting on them to get in the right relationship and you're going to miss out what God called, he called you to do and miss your purpose and miss your door. You don't want to believe how many Christian couples and people uh, that miss their purpose because they're still waiting on their spouse to get right. Okay. Sometimes you have to move so you can get more for your family. Amen. The, boy, the devil want to keep both of y'all stuck right there. Like, okay, she ain't move, he ain't move. And what happened is that the enemy is still talking to them. He's in your ear. You ain't fulfilling your purpose because this person is full of themselves. They're Christian. They're in the sheepfold. Jesus, they, they just don't understand God's voice. Because the, the enemy comes to kill. Steal. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? You could be in the same fold. That's why I gave you three. And the, the, the sheep fold is threefold. It ain't just one. You're going to have to know. In order to walk in God's more for your life, you're going to have to understand him for yourself. Jesus Christ. So he says this. The abundant life. Let me tell you what the abundant life. Can I tell you what it really means? The abundant life from the original text, how, it, how it's presented here, if you realize that when you read the New Testament, as you read the full life or the abundant life, it comes um, translated from the original Greek, 
Um, and I could probably give you the Greek word. It sounds something like uh, perisos, as it relates to P-E-R-I-S-O-S, perisos, which simply means something greater than this. It means exceeding, very high, beyond measure. It means more. A quantity so abundant as to be considerably more than one than what one would expect or anticipate. In other words, when you think about the life that really God has for you, it's really more than you can imagine. That's why Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 says what? God is able to do exceeding what? Abundantly above what? I ask, think, or imagine according to the power that works in me. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse number 9 and 10 talks about that, that, that eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard, or has it even entered into the heart of man what the Lord has in store for those who love him. But verse 10 talks about that it has been revealed by way of Holy Spirit. A personal relationship with God will allow you to see what eyes haven't seen yet. The more... The abundant life, things past the now. Lavish homes and expensive cars and worldwide cruises and more money than you can know what to do with is not God's priority in our life. A personal relationship is. People want to be balling, shot calling, but haven't developed a personal relationship with God. One that'll give you fulfillment when you, when you don't have stuff. I, I just wonder why my, how my grandma was able to praise God in our poorness. I have nothing, but I'm like, how you so happy? Because I got, I got Jesus, baby. I didn't understand it then, but I understand it now. Like, God, when I, got, I don't need nothing else. I know it's all cliche, but it's really true. When you got a personal relationship with God, you're shot at, 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 at messed up moments. You don't need nothing good to shout about. All you got to do is think about the goodness of Jesus. And all that he's done. I'm telling you, you don't need no, nothing striving to happen or a celebration. All you got to do is wake up and take a deep breath in because you don't understand that let everything that have breath do what? Like, you know, it don't take a whole lot. And it changes the way we think. Changes how we respond. God, I can't get through this today. Jesus, abundant life is eternal life. It's beyond this. A life that begins the moment that we made Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. This definition, he talks about this life, talks about eternal life. And I, I, remember I even had to shift over to John 17, chapter 3. I want to say this real quickly uh, in John 17 and 3. Bring it up real quick. It says, now this is eternal life. Because that's where he came, that we have life, right? Life more abundant. Life in this earth, life after this earth. But this is what he says in John 17 and 3. He says, now this is eternal life. This is what eternal life is. That they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. The only way you're going to experience the life more abundantly is that you got to know Jesus. And you got to know who God is. Like, 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 even though that, that, that's, a, that's a true and that's a lie, but you got to have God in your, and you got to know who Jesus, because Jesus was your physical example in the earth. So there's qualities in Jesus that you got to understand and follow, but also those understanding and following those qualities of Jesus will put you in right relationship with God. Jesus said, I am the what? The way, the truth, what? And the life. 
No man comes to God, the Father, except what? So I can get you to Jesus in different, and you know, you may come to Jesus through an outreach. You may come through Jesus, you may experience him through a song. But you got to get to Jesus before you get to God. And your relationship with him has to be right. And that's what we're going to focus more on, is making sure, I, I, I'm telling you, if you want more money, if you want more stuff, make sure you seek the kingdom of God. Make sure he's priority. That's all I'm, that's all I'm being examining this year. What is your relationship with God right? How is it, how is your relationship with God? And are you listening to him? Come tell you one of the things about being in a relationship with God, he's going to tell you to change your ways. Amen. You may feel you was born a certain way. God's going to tell you be born again. And you may not like it. You may like certain things that may not line up with God's will for your life. He's going to tell you, in order to be in a relationship with me and experience more in me, they're going to go against your stuff. I tell people all the time, all the Bible just man-made. No, it ain't. It's God-inspired. Because he ain't got nothing in here that make man do what he want to do. Everything in here tells me I got I to I deny myself. If man wrote it, he should have put something in here that made me do, let, 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 let it be convenient for me. But God put something in thing that they, they designed to break ourselves free so that we can serve him and live a free life in Christ. That's called liberty. And so many times we got spiritual people stuck because they haven't experienced God's liberty because they don't want to let go. And I want to encourage y'all today before we jump up out of here that there is more through the door. Somebody shout, there's more through the door. And that's why Jesus in John 10 refers himself in the whole chapter before this 10 and 10. I haven't even got the 10 and 10 yet. We're going to talk about that all year. We're gonna, we, you'll understand what I'm talking about when I start talking about the more abundant life. And you won't, you won't be checking your bank account and be like, oh, I ain't seen abundant life yet. You'll be like, Lord, look, 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 look at my relationship, boy. God, I got, I got you. And that bank account look good. Can you imagine? Ooh, I, I, want, I, I, want, I want to have to get up here on any Sunday and be like, come on, y'all, let's get it together. You'll be like, hallelujah. You'll be like, oh, Lord, could your relationship be right and your money right? Boy, that'd be good. Ooh, Jesus. That's why I'm taking too much for me to shout. <laughs> Amen. Because I, I shouted before the money was right. I shout even more, because I'll be like, Lord, you've been good, you've been good, you've been good. Anybody testify? Okay, I just want to make sure I got, because we got, we, I, I don't want you to bless and broke. That's not the goal. You want to experience all God got for you. So this year, I want to encourage you that there's more to the door. So we're going to talk about a few things. I want you to give you a precursor for where we're going. This is vision. I'm sharing vision with you so you'll know the direction of our ministry. And that we, that we, we're here just to check a block. We're here to build people, to make sure your life, right, life is right with God. God is going to take care of us. God going to, he, he's been taking care of us. But can I make sure, can I, can I be intentional about making sure our lives are aligned with God? Jesus, to live in a full and abundant life is experiencing a sense of fulfillment, contentment, and richness, richness through the Spirit of God. 
in every, somebody shout every, every aspect. I want your, I want your spiritual life. I want your marriage right. I want your relationship with your kids good. Amen. I want your friendships right. God, God ain't came to give you a one-fold. He came to be a, a total part of your life in every area. Your job, that you get along with people on your job. That your businesses are blessed. That your growth in your daily reading and prayer life is enhanced. That you wake up ready to seek the face of God before you face the world and all the trouble it automatically brings. So one of the, some of the things we're going to focus on this year is personal growth. Somebody shout personal growth. We're going to continue to strive to grow in deep relationships with God individually. Somebody shout, I got to get right. So I'm worried about everybody else. Ain't about a people relationship with God. It's a personal one. Your mama, your daddy, your grandma, your Abella, your Tito can't get you into heaven. Can't get you to the eternal. When you stand before the judgment seat of Christ, you want to stand there for yourself. There ain't going to be nobody tag along with you. You can't say, well, hey, I got somebody to bounce for me. I got a character written. God said, I saw it. I saw everything you did, intentionally or non-intentionally. So personal growth is our goal this year. Personal growth. Somebody shot personal growth. Was going to require setting and achieving our goals, pursuing self-improvement, and cultivating a sense of purpose. We're going to do this this year. We're going to make sure that we're going to have things. That's why we develop the relationship. We're going to make sure that there are things in our life that continually cause us to strive. You're going to get tired of being a pastor. We got we doing too much, and we ain't doing enough. There's more. You're going to hear that word, no, no more to do, more to do, more to do. If you're in a relationship with people that always think you're at church too much, you, you may want to question it. Or you do too much for God. I can't ever give him enough. That's just an attack of the enemy on your life that's trying to pull you from God's purpose. You can't ever, he gave his life for us. What makes you think you got, if people always, they, they be saying, clean. if I had 10,000 tons, I couldn't praise him enough. If you had $10,000, you'd just be talking too much. <laughs> Saying everything, you, you'd, be able to talk about, you'd be able to talk about 10,000 people at the same time if you ain't got Jesus. <laughs> what makes you think if you had 24 hours a day, you can serve him enough? He woke you up, you wouldn't be able to do nothing. I'm not trying to wear you out. I'm trying to make sure that God has full access to you. Y'all believe it's important? Okay, make sure now. Better health. Somebody shout better health. Amen. Maintaining. Some of y'all praying for miracles that you got yourself into. God, hear me. God said, put down that cake. You want more? You want more life? You want your life to be extended? You want to be around and see your kids, your grandkids? You want better to do the ministry God called you to do? Man, I tell you, I blew my back out this week. I mean, just working hard. I got up this morning. I said, I said my wife said, you okay? I said, I'm going to be okay. This body can break on me. But I'm going to make sure God get to use it. I felt better off. Ooh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> my whole body fit. I'm serious. But no, maintaining physical, mental, 
This is better health. This is your mental health. How many know we got some Christians that's a little, we can't use that C word in mental health, but y'all know what I'm talking about. It ends with ZY. I, I dealt with that last year. I said as a, as a pastor, and I'm looking at them, I'm giving them scripture, but I'm looking at them, I say, God, I can't help them because their mind is all over the place. They can't even experience and, 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 and receive the spiritual things of you because their mind is messed up. So we're going to focus on those things. We're going to make sure we talk about it, maintaining it, mental, emotional well-being, as well as adopting healthy habits to contribute to our vitality and our longevity. Meaningful relationships. Somebody shout meaningful relationships. Anybody want better relationships? Amen. Maybe we'll get rid of some of the ones you got then already. Just, just start asking them out. Like, some of y'all need to text some people today. Say, you're not going into my next year. <laughs> y'all, ain't, y'all ain't saying nothing to me. You want me to, oh God, I want more. God said, I can't, I ain't gonna add those good people to your messed up life. I got some good people. I got plans to prosper you and collaborate with you, but you can't cut nobody off. You know that relationship ain't no good for you. So I'm praying for your strength. Let me add a K in there, your strength. Just in case you need that one. Sometimes we need the K one. You'll get it later. Better, not draining ones. Anybody tired of it? Don't raise your hand because you probably might be sitting next to you. You know, the draining ones. <laughs> Nurturing deep and meaningful connections with my family friends and communities as well as experiencing love and support and companionship. Some of y'all praying for a spouse. I'm in agreement with you this year. Somebody say amen. amen. Okay, just okay. Y'all about to say something. God trying to get you right. He's trying to get your, God already got your I'll give you, I'll give you a whole Boaz story. Y'all may not believe that one. You may not want a Boaz after I tell you the real story behind it. God got the perfect person for you. Somebody wants a roof. I, I, I want the one God got. And we believe in God for better relationships. Amen. Uh, fulfilling activities. This is, a, I know this don't make sense because we, we only think we come to have church. I know y'all, this is not something you won't hear all the time. Fulfilling activity, engaging in activities and work that provides a sense of purpose. It's time out for you just working on jobs that don't fulfill your purpose. They don't give you fulfillment. Some of y'all going through emotion because all you're worried about is the money. Some of y'all stuck in dead-end careers because you, you, you're scared that you're going to go without. God going to give you fulfilling things that, that, that challenge you, that satisfies you, that align with your values and your purposes. Amen. I believe a, God, a real good God job ain't going to have you working on the days you're supposed to be worshiping. Amen. God, I mean, the God purpose for your life. Financial security. Having and maintaining. Because some of y'all don't have enough money. You made a promise to God when you got your tax, taxes this last year. 2023. God, when I get these taxes, I'm going to do right. You ain't did right yet. And you're in your same situation over and over again. Maintaining and having. Because I'll tell you, man, people don't lack resources. They, 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 they lack management. 
Most of us have had enough money, we just blow it. Buy stuff we don't need to impress people we don't like. Okay, Jesus. Pursuing opportunities for personal and professional growth that are able to contribute not only to our households, but to the well-being of others. That means that you're going to be able to support the kingdoms as well. Amen. Some of y'all, every time you every time you hear me say generous, you cringe. I'm serious. It makes you upset. But God got so much more in store for you. Amen. That every time you hear a moment to give, you'll be like, okay, God, when's my turn? When are you going to pass that? Can you imagine being in that position? Some of you can't even imagine it. That when it's time to support a community effort, an outreach, or, or, or something else that, 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 that lack ain't here. That God matches your heart and your pockets at the same time. That's financial responsibility and management. Amen. Security. This year, I'm telling you, God told me you ain't gonna be a, you ain't gonna be able to be a part of our church. Nah, 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 I ain't gonna kick you out, nothing like that. But there won't be a part, a person in our ministry that don't have life insurance. Amen. I'm gonna make sure of it. I'm gonna bring my reps. I'm gonna make sure you got it. If I gotta pay for it myself. That's how serious I'm about, about your life and your future for your family. Especially black folks. And brown ones too. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Oh, you got them all. They, 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 they be, wait, I, why would I die? Come on. That ain't God's will for your life. That's not the more. Spiritual and emotional well-being. Cultivating a sense of inner peace, gratitude, and mindfulness by nurturing our relationship with God, by spending intentional time in prayer and in God's word. And one of the awesome things we're going to do this year, y'all, is do more good. Somebody shout, do more good. We're going to find ways to give back to others, find ways to contribute to our community and make positive impact in our world. 